We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, Morning Magic at Magic 106.7. Boy, a lot of actors, a lot of performers work their whole careers to try to get on maybe one recognizable show or iconic show or yeah. iconic role or something like that. Uh, Michael Imperioli has managed to do it several times. Yes. Not only that, he writes books. Uh, one chopped a couple of years ago, and I just found out he's a third-degree black belt in Taekwondo. Like, I, is there is there nothing that this guy can't do? Michael, it's it's really a pleasure to talk to you and, and have you join us on Magic 106.7. How you doing? I am good. Thanks for having me today. I swear to God, I was looking at your Instagram feed, and I'm like, oh, my God, he does Taekwondo, too. No, we were literally <laughs> looking at all the things you do, and I go, wait, and he's the lead singer in a band? And then David's like, and wait, he just released a book last December? And yeah. I was like, this is crazy. You, yeah. so, sounds like you like to stay well, busy. Yeah, you know what they say. Idleness is the devil's handiwork or something like that. <laughs> You were going to join a couple of your former castmates from The Sopranos for a big event Saturday, March 11th at the Schubert Theater. You and, and Steve Sharippa and Vinny Pastore from The Sopranos will be there. Conversations with The Sopranos. You know, I always wondered if that was something that, God, you did it. You did it for six seasons. It was an incredible show, iconic. But, but do you ever want to sort of move away from it and maybe fans or people won't let you? But it seems like you really, really enjoyed that time and really, really sort of enjoyed that so many people love the show. Yeah, you know, I think it's, uh, listen, this is a very hard business to get any kind of success in, let alone find a role where people really identify you with or be on a show where that becomes really beloved. You know, when we do these shows, you know, live in theaters and we go all over the place and do it, people come up to us and tell us how much the Sopranos is a part of their lives. Like, I mean, we have the fans that watched it when it was first on the air and they had pasta parties and pizza parties on Sunday night. You know, some of the family and friends that they watch it with are no longer with us. So they have memories yep. that are fond. And then we have the younger fans who discovered it in the last couple of years who were in their late teens and early twenties and stuff. And, and um, somehow this show really resonates with them. And there's something special about that. I don't feel this way about everything I've done. You know what I mean? But The Sopranos was one in, one in a million, you know? Yeah. yeah. Great thing to be able to say. And the finale, I mean, that just, it was incredible. And people still are talking about that and how they interpreted, you know, that. And mm -hmm. will you address anything at the show? I mean, can people ask anything? Yeah. I mean, the, the last portion of the show is a Q&A every show. Oh, cool. And people can ask whatever they want. And every single show, somebody asks about the ending. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the three of us have our different spins on it. And I've gone back and forth over the years. But I will say, for a show that went off the air 16 years ago, the fact that they're still asking about how it ended is pretty wild. Sure. Right? It, yeah. must, it must have some kind of importance that in that ending there. 
A little heads up, your homework before going to see the Conversations of Sopranos conversation event uh, Saturday, March 11th, is to listen to the podcast Talking Sopranos, which I'm happy to tell you I've listened to every... I, I sort of did this thing where I would listen to every episode and then I would watch the episode that you talked about right after you and Steve talked about it during the podcast to kind of get a, another window or another insight into it. But you really enlightened a lot of listeners with a lot of insights and, and stuff that they just never considered or never knew about the show. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, Steve and I decided, you know, a couple of producers approached us and said, are you interested in doing a podcast? We never really considered it. And then we were like, you know, we saw how much interest there was in the show, especially among young people. Yeah. And the podcast is a kind of a young person's medium, at least the majority. And we, we were like, started watching the shows again, because we hadn't a long time. We were like, you know, there's so much there. And only us can really tell the stories, because we were there. And the Podcast really caught on, and it was just by chance we started it right before the pandemic, and people really were happy to have yeah. some kind of distraction. You have the podcast and The Sopranos, and now the podcast is going to, we just made a deal with HBO, and they're going to run the podcast, the, the video of it on HBO with clips. They're going to edit in clips. Oh, from that is amazing. Podcast with clips. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's coming soon. Hey, I just finished watching season two of White Lotus. I'm so obsessed with this show. It's because I don't know how to explain it. People are like, who haven't seen it, they're like, what is it? I go, it's kind of a dark comedy and kind of a drama and kind of a primetime like, soap opera. Like, and I love your character in it. How fun is that show? It was tremendously fun. And I agree with you. I don't know how to explain it either. I mean, like, you know, The Sopranos was as much a comedy as it was a drama. I mean, yeah. Yeah. some really scary, terrifying, dark moments. And then it was like slapstick comedy. And The White Lotus kind of hits that same sweet spot, although in a very different genre, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, being in Italy, playing those characters, who oh, it's a great writing. And Mike White, like David Chase, is a real, you know, they're an auteur. You know, yeah. they're, they're, it's like working with a great movie maker like a Scorsese or somebody where you really feel you're in the hands of a master, you know, and, and, and that's how that felt. And then the cast was just so tremendous. Well, Jennifer and, Coolidge and is brilliant. She is. I just loved her. And, and I love your character because I'm telling you, Dom is like, you're a dog. You're kind of a dog in it. But, <laughs> but that said, you're still likable. The way you play the character is so amazing because there's still something about you that's redeeming i think that's you know mike white the creator of the white lotus that's like his skill and, and what drew also drew me to it that he's able to show people a lot of people who are doing a lot of really kind of nasty things yeah. yeah and very unhappy people but yet kind of show their humanity and say we're all kind of searching you know what i mean we're all trying to be the best we can be we fail miserably a lot but at the end of the day I think we're more alike them than not, you know? And that's why I think people relate to it. But we talk to people all the time. I don't know that we've talked to anybody who is into as much different stuff as you are these days, Michael, with the band. And I was reminded that you did that thing on Chopped and you won $50,000 for charity. But you do have your, your fingers in a lot of different pies. You're a real artist. And I mean that. I'm not trying to be flip here. Right. Like you like to sort of express yourself in a lot of different ways. Well, like something like Chopped was just, I mean, that was like just... A, a whim. I mean, I'm not a chef, and I'm I'm a home cook. I just kind of did a celebrity 
competition. That that's is what it is. But I mean, I've been playing music and writing and acting since I was a teenager. And uh, my first band, I was 19 years old, and it was something I've done. This band, we've actually been together since since 2006. Mm-hmm. So the, the writing and music and acting, they all kind of come from the same creative place in a way. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just a matter of finding the right people to work with and, and finding the time to kind of devote enough space to it. But there are things that I, I love very much, you know. I've heard you talk about your kids and, and being kind of an empty nester or close to being an empty nester at this point. No, empty nester. Yeah, yeah they're gone. Definitely. Yeah. Our kids are older, too. Yeah. But, you know, we have our little radio show here in Boston. We get free tickets every once in a while for our kids. Do your kids, you know... <laughs> and it's the only time my kids are impressed with what I do, when yeah. I can score them some free concert tickets. Other than that, they could care less. But I'm imagining your kids, I don't know, like they've got to be pretty impressed with, with Dad. Um, I don't know. You know, <laughs> he's humble. Um, I think it's funny, uh, that my kids, like their friends, they might have friends who are fans of some of the stuff that I do. That's yeah. kind of, I think it must be, it must be kind of weird for them. You know, you know, at the end of the day, no matter what you do, no matter who you're friends with or who likes what you do, your dad, yeah. first and yeah. foremost, doesn't matter what the achievement is. You know, and in that respect, I'll always be kind of uncool in a way. Yeah, yeah. I'm bad. It has to be that. <laughs> and way. that's okay. It's only like, so cool yeah. you can be. Yeah. yeah. But I accept that. And <laughs> yeah. I like I do that. too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Michael Imperioli will be with the uh, co stars of The Sopranos, Steve Sharippa and Vinnie Pastore, to uh, talk Sopranos, share stories from The Sopranos live at the Box Center Schubert Theater. The show is Saturday, March 11th. Uh, we'll welcome you back to Boston when you get here. Thank you so Can't much wait. for taking time to, to chat with us this morning, Michael. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.